Welcome to Lakers Carpool, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. My name is James Brooks. I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode where we're just going to talk about some Lakers basketball. There's been four games the Lakers have played since my last episode, and they've gone 3-1. and one. We're just jumping right on into it, by the way. Um, the Lakers, so in my last episode, we talked a little bit about mainly LeBron's injury and what the Lakers needed to do, and if if it was even possible for the Lakers to go ahead and make the playoffs still, even with LeBron missing an extended amount of time. Since that episode came out, we got some update on LeBron that he will be reevaluated in three weeks. From That was from last week, I think Thursday or Friday last week, that news came out. So he'll be reevaluated in three weeks as opposed to two weeks. Um but he's expected to miss more time than just the three weeks. Doesn't need to have surgery on the foot. It is a tendon injury in his foot. Doesn't need to have surgery, so that's good. But, you know, three weeks reevaluation is worse than two weeks, plus probably another week to get ramped up at least. So we're looking at four weeks probably without LeBron, which is definitely makes things tough, but it's still very, very much possible for the Lakers to make a playoff push as they've shown in these last four games I mean I'm trying to see what the last game was that we talked about oh yeah Lakers uh got smoked by the Grizzlies had a good win against the Mavericks obviously which is when LeBron got hurt so since then the Lakers have played the Thunder in OKC they've played the Timberwolves at home the Warriors at home the Grizzlies at home and they're three and one in those last four games those um so I expected the Lakers to beat the Thunder. I expected them to, I had expected them to beat the Timberwolves. Uh, did not expect them to beat the Warriors because they had Steph back. Obviously, we don't have LeBron, and didn't expect us to beat the Grizzlies. But that was before the, some news about Jaw Morant came out. So that being said, the Lakers, in, in some sense, based on my my expectations, stole. Well, they lost one game, but stole two games, which is huge. So game against the Thunder also was big because Anthony Davis didn't play. And there was definitely a big risk of losing that game. And it was a close game. Lakers got the win 123-117. to Overall, a pretty fun game considering we had no Anthony Davis and a lot of star power was missing. But Dennis Schroeder led the way with 26 points for the Lakers. Troy Brown Jr. had a huge game, went 7-for-10 from the field, put in 19 points. What else? Austin Reeves had 19 points. He was perfect from the field, 5 for 5, 1 for 1 from 3. The Lakers shot 45% from 3 at that game, which is exactly what we needed since we were playing without Anthony Davis, without D'Angelo Russell, without LeBron James. Um, So a good win and a win that we should have won. I mean, the, the Thunder were playing without SGA, so that helps, obviously. But they still got a good young core, so um, it was definitely still a tough Tough game, but the Lakers pulled it out, won 123 to 117. And then we went on to play the Timberwolves at home. This was a game that we should have won. Honestly, we should be 4 0 right now. Anthony Davis came out. He played pretty well. He had, what was it at? Let's see. He had 38 points and basically got no help from our role, from the role players or the rest of the starters for that matter. Malik Beasley put in 15 points on. Close to 50% shooting. But other than that, um, Schroeder had six points on three of 13. Vanderbilt, eight points. Troy Brown, Troy Brown Jr., eight points. 
Um, Reeves was two for nine off the bench with six points. Lonnie Walker, 10 points. Um, just not what you need. Anthony Davis did everything he could. Two for four from three, 12 for 22 from the field, 38 points, five rebounds, and just wasn't enough. We couldn't, you know, it was just, what, let's see, Rudy Gobert had 22. They had just had a nice spread. Gobert had 22. Anthony Edwards had 19. Nas Reed had 15. Prince had 13. Conley had 14. So just overall, like, they just got more production from more guys than the Lakers did, even despite Anthony Davis having a huge game. So that was definitely a tough one to swallow because it it should have been a, it should have been a win and would have brought us up in the standings at the time. So definitely a, again a bummer to lose that game. But um, the next two games against the Warriors and the the uh, the Grizzlies were still huge. And the Warriors the game that was on Sunday we ended up winning that game one one thirteen to one oh five. This is the first game, I think, Steph Curry was back after missing an extended amount of time. He was supposed to be on a minutes restriction. Don't think that happened. So this was a big game for a few different reasons. Obviously, the Warriors are just a, they're a, good, a good team when you have Clay and Steph and Draymond, Jordan Poole, all those guys. And again, we're still without D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell twisted his ankle. Um, the first game we played against the Warriors back from the All-Star break and just a freak accident, which I think we talked about in the last episode where he just stepped on DiVincenzo as he was inbounding the ball, which is just crazy and just annoying. And, you know, sprained ankles are tough. Like in one sense, as a basketball player, if you've played basketball for any extended amount of time, you've sprained your ankle. If you've played sports in general, you've probably sprained your ankle. Um, and they can be tough to come back from, but... Also, at the same time, like, it's a pretty minor injury, so to speak, as far as injuries go. So you expect him, you expect someone with a sprained ankle to be like, okay, yeah, like, come back in a few games. Like, you miss a few games, come back. But this, um, after missing last night's game against the Grizzlies, I think Russell's up to six missed games. And, again, fingers crossed that he comes back for our next game on Friday. But, again, um no D'Angelo Russell, no LeBron James against the, the Warriors, so we were definitely undermanned. And Anthony Davis, again, huge game. 39 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists in 38 minutes. Uh, we got a big game from Troy Brown. He hit a few big threes. He went 4 for 7 from the 3-point line, put in 14 points. Austin Reeves, 3 for 5 from the 3-point line, off the bench with 16 points. Uh, a quiet game from Dennis Schroeder. He struggled 4 for 13. Malik Beasley put in 12 points. Only one for four from three. And that's the thing that's tough right now, right? Like without D'Angelo Russell, without LeBron James, is we're relying a lot on guys like Troy Brown Jr., Dennis Schroeder, Malik Beasley, Austin Reeves, um, to go out and, and put up put up some points, you know? We need Anthony Davis needs help. And I've noticed this a lot with Malik Beasley so far, especially as he's really streaky. And I think the same goes for Troy Brown Jr. Um, and Dennis Schroeder, where it's like, if the shot's not falling, it's probably not falling all game. But if the shot's falling, then they're going to come up big and they're going to give Anthony Davis the help that he needs. So it's a, it's definitely tough. Um, the Lakers didn't, I mean, we shot better from the field overall and we were able to get up more shots than the Warriors. 
shooting 44% from the field. We shot worse from three, um, shot 33% compared to the 34% from the Warriors. But again, for the Warriors, that's actually not too great. Steph put up 27 points. Uh, there was a point in the game where there was, I think, two minutes left in the game, and the Warriors tied it at like 91 or 93. And I thought, okay, this is it. We've we've been leading for most of the game. We've been playing really well for the most part, considering the circumstances. We've been hanging in there. We've been, again, holding a small lead for the majority of the game. But once they tied it with two minutes to go, I'm like, yeah. When you had Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole, they can hit from three, and then Draymond kind of helping facilitate their offense and whatnot. Like, I just didn't have a whole lot of hope in the Lakers being able to pull it out, but we were able to put up some good defensive possessions, um, force some misses from three from the Warriors, come down on our end. Troy Brown Jr. hit a big three, and Anthony Davis came up big down uh, the stretch with like a huge um, drive to the basket on, I think it was on Draymond, um, put the ball in and gave us a lead, and, and that was definitely huge for the Lakers. So a big win against the Warriors, which put us at 31-34, and 34, and that win put us moved us up to like 11th, I think, in the Western Conference standing, so one spot out of the play-in tournament. And then that brings us to last night against the Memphis Grizzlies at home, Pal Gasol Day. The Lakers retired Pal Gasol's jersey, uh, number 16, got that hanging in the rafters, which was super fun. And the Lakers got a win. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, we were without jaw, or we, the Grizzlies were out with, uh, without John Morant, who, I mean, if you haven't been following, he flashed a gun that he had um, on an Instagram Live that he was doing, which we're still waiting to hear exactly what's his what's going to happen. He's basically sat out the last two games, which um, last night's game was the second of the two games that he sat out, and then we're going to hear a little bit more. Apparently, people are saying that the IG Live he was doing was from Denver, which would mean that he brought the gun with him, which assumes that he brought it on the team plane, which if that's true, I was seeing on Twitter that that could be an automatic 50-game suspension, no questions asked kind of situation. So um, this might be the first of many games missed, or I guess the second of many games missed for John Morant and the Grizzlies, which is definitely a tough blow for them because obviously they're sitting in second place in the uh, Western Conference. They're not too, they're, what is it? Let's see, they're, actually they're sitting third now with the loss last night. They're tied, uh, they have the exact same record as the Sacramento Kings, um, who I guess hold the uh, the tiebreaker against the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are two and a half games ahead of the Suns, who they've added Kevin Durant, so they're surging. Um but last night's game was fun. I mean, the Grizzlies are a weird team where even without John Morant, they tend to play pretty well. I think it's just they have a young guys. They're scrappy. Dylan Brooks and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain. Like, they can hit shots. They're, they're active, again, just active and scrappy and, and whatnot. So, um, so that being said, it was definitely a, a back-and-forth game last night against the Grizzlies. Uh, I think we were down by one at halftime. And we uh, th- we stepped it up defensively, that's for sure. Um, we had a tough second quarter, gave up 36 points in the second quarter. 
but stepped it up defensively and held the Grizzlies to 23 points each of the third and fourth quarter, which is huge for the Lakers because, like, typically they're just pretty bad in third quarters. But we won the third quarter 26-23, won the fourth quarter 30-23, to and Anthony Davis, huge game. He had a 30-point, 30, 20-rebound 20 game with um, 30 points, 22 rebounds, 3 assists, 11 of 17 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3. Anthony Davis has been shooting a lot more threes lately. And I love it. And they're, I think he's getting that confidence back with the three-point shooting. He's um, he's so dangerous when he can hit those threes. Um, Dennis Schroeder came in with 17. Rui Hachimura had 17. Austin Reeves had 17. Some clutch bu- buckets from uh, Reeves down the stretch. Um, Me- Malik Beasley, again, like I said, he's a streaky shooter. He only went two for 10, one for six from three with only five points, which is tough to have in your starting lineup. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt only had five points, and obviously we'd love to see him get, you know, I feel like eight to 13 points is like the sweet spot for Vanderbilt, but he's really that kind of like defensive specialist and rebounder kind of guy, so not the worst. Troy Brown Jr. hit a big three also, again, late to put the Lakers up seven with like, I forgot how much time, like two minutes left or something like that. He ended up with 13 points. He shot 50% from three, which is huge, and the Lakers pulled out the win 112 to 103. Um, part of the, the help the Lakers got was poor three point shooting from, from Memphis. They shot 24% from three, uh, Desmond Bain went 0 for five from three, three for 14 with only seven points. Jaron Jackson Jr. was definitely a, their, their, uh, bright spot last night, especially because, so I forgot to mention in the Golden State Warriors game, Mo Bamba went down with, I guess, what's also a sprained ankle. He was in a walking boot in last night's game. So it sounds like he is likely going to be out for an extended period of time as well. So without Mo Bamba, our bigs then are Anthony Davis and Wendy Gabriel. And Wendy Gabriel, like, he's a good effort guy, but he's not that he's not that big. He's, how tall is Wendy Gabriel? He's a, he, he's a forward, he's 6'9". Yeah, he's not that tall. So like he again, he can play big and he can he can hold his own against some bigs. But when you have Jaron, uh, and part of I should mention too, part of the the struggles the Lakers had in the second quarter where we gave up thirty six points was because Anthony Davis went out. He got uh, scratched on his nose and got pretty. It was a pretty deep cut, and he had to go back to the locker room to like kind of get that to stop bleeding and everything. And while he was out, Jaron Jackson Jr. was in. Like, they were supposed to be in at the same time, but then uh, Anthony Davis had to go out for an extended amount of time. And Jaron Jackson Jr. put up a lot against the Lakers. Like, we just didn't have an answer for him defensively. And that was part of the 36 points in the second quarter that Memphis had. So if if Anthony Davis doesn't, doesn't go out, then who knows? Like, maybe the Lakers win this game by more than nine points. But that being said... Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. was kind of the bright spot offensively for the Grizzlies last night. And, I mean, the Grizzlies didn't shoot well from three, neither did the Lakers. The Lakers shot 25%. The only person on uh, the Lakers that could hit consistently was Troy Brown Jr., who went three for six. Anthony Davis went one for two. Everyone else was like one for three, one for six, one for three, over for four. And that brings me, speaking of over for four, Lonnie Walker went over for four from three. Six points, three for nine from the field. And, like, this is why we need D'Angelo Russell back. 
is Lonnie Walker is getting these like critical minutes. I mean, he only played 16 minutes, but he gets in the game for 16 minutes and he is, I mentioned this on my Twitter, whether, whether it's for better or for worse, he's, he is a, literally like a black hole when he gets the ball on offense. He like feels like he needs to prove something. He, I feel like nine times out of 10, he is shooting that ball. And last night was not for better. So that's tough. Um, but that being said, the Lakers, they shot well from the field. They shot 45% versus the 38% from uh, Memphis. But again, from three, like it wasn't like, it wasn't like the poor three-point shooting from Memphis was outlasted by the Lakers because they shot so well from three. It was a poor shooting night all around for both teams. And the Lakers just happened to uh, be able to ride Anthony Davis down the stretch with those 30 points and 22 rebounds. So again, a huge game from Anthony Davis. He's been huge the last four games. I think he's averaging like 30-something points, and and he's been huge. So um, I tweeted out – actually, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the Lakers' uh, upcoming schedule. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. So, I mean, like I'm talking about, these these next these 11 games coming up for the Lakers, like, these are must-win games and they're very very manageable win games for the lakers so definitely i would i would 100 percent bet on the lakers right now they're they're a hot team anthony davis is playing well we're getting d'angelo russell back they're going to be big download the app now and sign up with code tbpn new customers can bet five dollars on the nba and get 200 dollars in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with code tbpn Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so we kind of went over this last episode, but just kind of like because every game is so important for the Lakers and we're, oh, I forgot to mention in the previous segment that the Lakers win last night against the Grizzlies put them officially in the ninth seed, uh, which is in the playing tournament. So the Lakers are playing, officially playing uh, with, house money i guess you i don't know like they're uh officially in the big dance if they can hold on to it so for all the haters out there that didn't think the lakers could do it especially after lebron went down anthony davis is here to prove prove you wrong so um of the upcoming games the lakers have they still have 11 so lakers need to win nine games to go 500 and I feel like if the Lakers go 500, it's pretty certain that they'll make the play-in tournament. The only reason it wouldn't would be if we happen to tie with like Portland or someone that wins the tiebreaker against us. Pulling up the Lakers carpool Twitter account, Lakers carpool. So Lakers now need nine wins, send the season 500. And there's 11 games. And I tweeted this out back when there was 11, when the Lakers needed 11 wins before we had beaten Golden State and Memphis. But um, back when we needed 11 wins to end the season 500, and so we still have 11 games that we can win, I think, pretty easily. So we have the Raptors coming up. 
and the Pelicans. We have the Rockets still, the Magic, the Thunder again. We have the Bulls twice, the Timberwolves, the Rockets, and the Jazz twice. And those are not only are those games that I think the Lakers 100% can win without LeBron James, but at some point, I think it's pretty well. We'll see. I hate to be ahead of get ahead of myself, but like I think it's pretty likely that LeBron will come back at some point. Like he didn't need surgery. He'll be reevaluated. I think he wants to get back. The, the team is holding it down. I don't feel like they're acting as if the the season is, you know, is over. So um, let's see if last week, where are we at? You know, that still would give LeBron like three weeks if he can come back, I think, like around three weeks. One, two, three. Let's say he misses four. Let's say, let's say he comes back at the first on March 26th against the Bulls at home. I feel like that's pretty likely. Again, I don't, we don't know anything, but I'm giving a, a good amount of time for him to sit out. Um, so that would give us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more, eight games to end the season with LeBron. Not ideal, but better than nothing. And those 11 wins that I think the Lakers can get and should get, I'm assuming LeBron's not playing. Now, hopefully we get D'Angelo Russell back on, on Friday against the Raptors. We'll see. I don't, I mean, I thought he would have been back last game against the Grizzlies, but he, he sat out. So with his extra time, I think it's, well, he, yeah, I feel like it's pretty likely that he'll play, but again, don't want to get ahead of myself. So again, the Raptors, and they're a weird team, right? Like they're, they have some good players, and it'll be a tough win for the Lakers, but they can definitely do it. Um, the Pelicans, they're a mess right now. The Rockets, they're a mess. The Magic have some good young guys, but they're I feel like they're kind of like OKC. Like, you could lose them if you're not careful, but you should definitely win. And then OKC again. The Bulls twice, like I mentioned. Timberwolves should have beaten them last the last time we played them. Um, definitely need to beat them if when, when we play them again. That one's less of like a we will for sure win that game, but it's like a we need to win that game, and we can win that game without LeBron. Um, the Rockets again, and then two games against the Jazz. And those are two games where it's like the Jazz are a weird team. They come out and they play well. Larry Markkinen's having a great season, but those are must-win games. And hopefully by, you know, the, I guess, halfway through those 11 games, um, LeBron's coming back, hopefully. We'll see what happens. Um, and again, these are just 11 games that I think the Lakers can and should win. But that doesn't account for the fact that um, we are also, you know, like we won two games against the Warriors and the Grizzlies that I was not expecting the Lakers to win. So that helps the case, right? Um, you know, we play the Clippers and the Suns again and, and teams like that, which I don't expect us going into those games to win. If we can pull out a win, that's huge and awesome, but not expecting it. So again, I didn't expect us to beat the Warriors or the, the Grizzlies the last two games. So those are two huge wins and we're in a good situation if we can, if we can take care of business against these 11 teams, if we, that's all we have to do. We don't have to worry about the Suns or the Clippers or whatever. Like, yes, it'd be awesome to beat them and I want to beat them. But if we take care of business against these 11 teams, which are just, it's just like a, a lower bar than, than some other teams, then I think we can 100% do it. So I'm feeling pretty good. 
about the Lakers. You got to stay healthy. You got to get D'Angelo Russell back. That's huge. And then got to get LeBron James back. And I think the Lakers can make a playoff push. So, and again, who wants to play? Who wants to play the Lakers in that first round if they can get out of the playing tournament? And it's kind of crazy, but and again, I'm not holding the Lakers to the standard, but right now where they sit, they're you know the Clippers have been a mess since they traded for or signed Russell Westbrook. Um, again, the Pelicans are a mess. The Blazers are a weird team. OKC, like they're kind of Utah. Like there's these teams that like might end up making a run, but very well might not. The team that we beat two games ago, the Golden State Warriors, are currently sitting in the sixth seed, two games above the Lakers. So this might be ultra optimistic, but get LeBron back, get D'Angelo Russell back, have, you know, Dallas lose some games, Golden State lose some games. The Lakers could make a run for that. They could still make a run for that six seed, even with this LeBron injury. So, again, I'm, st- I'm maybe I'm being ultra optimistic in those situations, but I uh, feel feel pretty good about where the Lakers sit at this moment and how they've been playing the last few games. And that's with guys like Malik Beasley not having great games. If he gets into a rhythm, Troy Brown stays in his rhythm. Who knows where the Lakers could go? And then again, who wants to play the Lakers in the first round matchup if? they can get out of the play-in or if they can somehow make the six the six seed so um i'm feeling pretty good i hope you guys are all feeling pretty good about the lakers i appreciate appreciate you guys for listening go lakers thank you so much for listening to this episode of lakers carpool if you enjoyed the episode please rate and review on apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers. 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis. 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good!